What's up, guys? Welcome to the American Sports Podcast. Here today, I have my friend Cooper. What's up? He joined me for my first podcast, and I also have my friend John. Bonjour. He plays football, and he's also a big Marvel fan. So first, we're going to talk about Marvel's Phase 5. Well, John, what do you have to say about this? Okay, um, so first before we talk, uh, before we go into Phase 5, I just want to say how huge of a, of a success Avengers Endgame was. It came out a few months back, uh, which is now on, which is now available for digital. Uh, for You can go ahead and buy it on iTunes, Google Play. Uh, please enjoy mm-hmm. that because I have already watched it about five times. Yep. Um, but yeah, that movie was just a complete success. Racked in one billion dollars plus, surpassing Avatar as the highest-grossing film so far, um, and you know it was just an, just an incredible movie, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with, it was. With the, I mean, I'm, every everyone's probably seen it. So if, yeah, I'm, if I'm you haven't it. seen it, then buy it. Yeah, and watch it. Oh yeah, well, I mean, with just the the ending, the final battle, just incredible. So um, yeah, now let's just get into Phase Five. Uh, recently. The rec- the most recent movie to come out was Spider Man Far From Home, mm-hmm. um, which is, which was all right. Um, I know Sam and I have already seen it. Yep. I'm not sure. Cooper, have you seen it? No, you no. can spoil it. I'm seeing it this weekend. <clears throat> yeah, it was it was all right. I I don't think it was as good as Homecoming. No, uh, Marvel de- Marvel did switch it up villain wise. Um, I mean, I'm trying not to say too much about it here, but they definitely mm-hmm. switched up the plot and how the villain really represented themselves and their powers so I thought that was a pretty interesting twist um, but yeah you're just gonna have to see it for yourself and hopefully you can realize that mm-hmm. um, but yeah if you haven't seen that movie I definitely suggest you should um, even though it was an okay movie it was still very decent and I, I enjoyed it mm-hmm. um, so yeah with Spider-Man Far From Home out we now have been at the recent Marvel Comic Con, we were introduced to several upcoming movies. Um, you know, movies like Thor Part Four, Thor: Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. um, even some new characters, new heroes being added into the cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. You know, with the release of Blade, um, Shang Chi, which is supposed to be a martial arts spinoff with this Asian character who is incredible at his fight skills and. You know, also the Eternals as well, who are descendants from the Celestials, who were supposed to, who originated to come down, guard Earth, but, you know, we've already seen the Avengers do that, so interested to see how that plays out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, it's really big stuff coming up in Marvel Phase 5, and I'm just excited for all these movies to Mm -hmm. hit theaters, which is mainly in 2021. And, you know, I think it's definitely going to give Marvel some light here coming up. Um... So yeah, we just we just got to see what happens now, mm-hmm. and it's you know Marvel has done a great job so far, and we're all interested to see what they're gonna do with Phase Five with the intro- introduction of some new characters, yep. um, and as well you know um, Scarlett Johansson getting signed, yep. uh, getting a new movie, her own, her finally her own movie, Black yeah. Widow, um, and there's already been some leaked photos going around, uh, including this uh, villain who is. There, um, no, no. Oh. leaked photos of the set of the movie. You know, we've been, we've seen, we've seen a new kind of villain here who is supposedly able to mimic the attack style of their opponent, which is going to be really interesting. As mm-hmm. um, you know, Black Widow is just an incredible skilled fighter, um, 
and then you know we also have Thor four coming out, Love and Thunder. Yep. And Thor three know. was really good. I like. Oh Thor yeah. 3. The first two Thors I was not very thrilled with, but Thor three it added like an element of humor that I'm hoping they <coughs> carry over to part four. It did, and also Thor with short hair and an eye patch mm-hmm. is just well, an incredible badass. Not anymore. Not anymore though. Do we think he'll be fat? I think he will be at the start, and I think it's going to show him working out and regaining his uh, physical stature. Hopefully. I mean, he, he definitely wasn't as powerful as he was in Endgame compared yeah. to Ragnarok and Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that'll be nice to see him get back on trap, get back on track, get back in shape, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, just be the Thor that we once used to know. Yep. And, you know, protect protect the universe what's blade really about like i heard mahershala (laughs) ali is gonna star in that right i've heard it's very hyped up uh but i don't know much about it yeah so blade is supposed to be it's about this character who is very skilled with with um with knives and spears therefore his name is blade Mm -hmm. uh what he's really about is when he was in the womb of his mother haha when he when when he was still a fetus (laughs) He he was introduced to, or he was, his mother was handled in care by a, um, what's their name? I forget, I forget what their name is. Uh, oh yes, okay. When he was in the fetus, his mother was, was, when he was in the fetus, his mother was handled by a, this sort of vampire mixed guy. And so what happened was when Blade was finally born he was born with vampire like abilities and so but the interesting interesting thing about blade is you know he you know the the, the stereotypical classic vampires you know they're uh, they burn they incinerate at, with exposure to sunlight and they cannot stand garlic and you know steaks will also kill them but blade is different he doesn't have those traditional vampire uh, features so he's that's why he's known as vampire hunter and he's going around master of knives and yeah so that's supposed to be really interesting I'm really excited to see if Marvel is going to introduce vampires to the MCU um, you know they're already making all these new movies and characters so anything's possible at yep. this point mm-hmm. well Black Panther 2 I heard that's, oh, that's yes. coming Black eventually. Panther 2 is also supposed to be a really big movie when we uh, we were left off in the first Black Panther movie with T'Challa and Shuri in L.A. And we witnessed a young Eric Killmonger when they brought him back with all the Wakandan technology. So I'm not sure if Eric Killmonger is going to make a re-entrance into Black Panther 2. Probably not, considering he was at a very young age. And this movie will probably... Be a good amount of time after Endgame has ended, so definitely not decades after. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what's going to happen for Black Panther two, because now anything's possible. They have all this technology, as we saw in Black Panther, and movies on. Um, so yeah, not nothing's really been heard about what's happening in Black Panther two recently. So we're just gonna have to see what happens. Mm-hmm. What do you think's next? What do you think's the timetable for another Avengers movie? It's obviously one of the most famous franchises in Marvel, probably in the whole cinematic industry at this point. 
So when do you think we'll see the Avengers again? Well, I don't think we're going to see the Avengers that we've known and yeah. loved throughout Phase 1 to Phase 4. Um, and that has to do with the matter of how how long the contracts are for each yeah. of the actors. Which is such a shame. I know, right? It's, uh, you know, Chris Evans, he's done. I mean, that was also hinted by the ending in Endgame, which if you haven't seen that movie, please see it, because you are missing out and you're one of the very few. Mm -hmm. And that sucks. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we know for a fact Chris Evans is probably done yeah. um, as well. Uh, but the good thing is Thor or Chris Hemsworth replaced Thor and Scarlett Johansson they still have a couple movies I've also heard yeah. that Mark Ruffalo too is supposed to his contract isn't over yet he's supposed to appear in, in a few more movies to come but I'm not so sure Marvel is going to make independent Hulk movies as you know he's just been around for a while and there's there were already a couple of Hulk movies what, back what about Hawkeye? Hawkeye is actually getting his own show on the Upcoming video streaming network Disney Plus called Hawkeye. Okay. So, yeah, he's getting his own TV show. Not sure if he's going to be in any more movies. And oh yeah, with Disney Plus, there's going to be a lot of new shows starring the same Marvel characters we know. There's Wanda Vision. That's a TV show, including Wanda Maximoff and Vision in their relationship. As well, there's also Loki. That's that's a new show coming up where we feature the God of Mischief and his adventures mm -hmm. um, and then of course Endgame will also be free on Disney Plus but that's not going to happen until I think December um, but yeah for now I think we're just going to be introduced to new characters considering mm -hmm. the contracts of these previous Marvel characters are pretty much coming to an end yeah I don't it's probably going to be a while before we see the, event, the Avengers all together again Yeah. well what's sure. left of them at least probably like 2022 or so I think it's. I think all these new movies are coming out in 2021. So after um, that, and then, yeah. But. All right, I think that just about wraps up our Marvel discussion. Okay. Now, John, you're also a big Seahawks fan. Oh yes, I am. And Cooper That's and I, right. we left the Seahawks out of our playoff pictures in our in the first podcast. So what can you say to defend the play, the Seahawks being in the NFL playoffs? All right, so. First, I just want to say, you know, Seahawks are definitely a team that has the ability to strike back in the league. Um, and we've seen this countless times, you know, Russell Wilson having the most comebacks, comeback wins starting in the fourth quarter. Um, and that's that's got a lot to say about who what the team plays like. Um, and for this reason, you know, they're definitely a playoff contending team. Um for the first time ever in Russell Wilson's history as a Seahawk, they missed the playoffs a couple years back, but then they bounced back, made the wild card, ended up losing to the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. um, but you know that was with uh, mostly uh, an offense that perspired in the run game, in the view of Pete Carroll. Um, and so I'm interested to see what the what the Hawks are going to be doing this year with their new playbook and see if they're going to stick to the run game or if they're going to use Russell Wilson a lot more because he definitely didn't get as many plays as you he should have. And The $140 million dollar man. <clears throat> That's right, four years, $140 million. His contract just got renewed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Highest paid player in NFL history, and I'd, it'd be a shame to see him not live up to his full potential. Um, and that's certainly not to say he's a bad player, but just with the current playbook right now, 
how we're how the Hawks are just leaning more towards the run game with Chris Carson, who is an excellent running back. Um, he's definitely not one of the elites, but he's he's he, he gets the job done. He broke a thousand yards. Yes, he did. He gets the job done, and you know, very lucky to have a running back like Chris Carson, and, and you know, definitely not a competition at the run game with Rashad Penny, uh, Mike Davis, who just left the team, and. So, you know, and also Rashad Penny, too, who I'm interested to see yeah. coming out of his rookie year, as well as Shaquem Griffin, who I've heard who I've heard talks is going to be pass rusher, possibly playing a pass rusher, linebacker position kind of style. That was his, that was his main focus, playing college ball. He's very good getting the rush and getting to the QB. Um, so, yeah, all these players coming off their rookie seasons, yeah. interested to see what they're going to do. Bobby but, Wagner, too. That's right, yep. 99 club. Yep, 99 overall. Uh, definitely deserves it, definitely earned it. I mean, this season was definitely one of his best. He was just got off the ball, very explosive. Um, yeah, he, he led the defense to where they are now. He's mm -hmm. the reason why the defense is still thriving. Mm -hmm. And he's one of the only original Legion of Boom members left. So, you know, we got to keep him for as long as possible, yep. know, as long as we can. If he stays healthy, stays good. No, I write the Seahawks off every year. John knows we had, we made a bet last year that the Browns would be better yep. than the Seahawks. Yeah, that's right. And I was close. They were the Browns were seven, eight, and one, and I thought the Seahawks were gonna finish below that actually. But I think they're they were just weaker in their offensive line. I didn't think their run game would work as well, but Chris Carson proved me wrong. Um, I thought their defense wasn't as good, losing Richard Sherman, and now. I mean, Earl Thomas is gone, but he missed the whole season, and they still did fine. Right. So maybe we should gi give Seattle a chance. Um, I still can't believe you made that bet, though. I mean, I I was feeling pretty gutsy. I don't know. They should make the same bet for this year. And I thought the Browns were gonna be good. Uh I would. Would you even make that bet? I mean, the Browns no, are pretty. Yeah. I would not. Mm -hmm. the, the The Browns are on a comeback right now. They're getting all their stuff together and. Yep. You know, as even if we did make a bet, I would be pretty excited to see what the Browns could do, considering mm -hmm. they just got OBJ. They're yep. upgrading all. They're upgrading their and offense, defense, and yep. you know they're they're coming out of the depths of darkness. But um, yeah, so that's we're gonna be interested to see that. So speaking of off-season moves, I'm gonna start with Cooper here. Cooper, what was your favorite NFL off-season move and why? My favorite NFL offseason move was Le'Veon to the Jets. Before uh, before he held out the season before, he was asking for like $17 million a year. We got him for like $12, 13000000 million a year. And you ask me, that's a pretty cheap price for one of the, for a top five running back in the NFL, especially consider, considering what he was asking for. And he's going to take a lot of pressure off of Darnold. And not only will he be extremely effective in the run game, but he's a good uh, catcher out of the backfield. I'm pretty sure he was the Steelers' number two or three receiver. So We all know Cooper's a little biased because he's a Jets fan. Well, are we all, though, when it comes to our own sports teams? That is true. Um, but I true do, or false, I do agree. Bell's a top five running back. Come on. He is, and they got him for a discount for what he wanted, and that, that was good for the Jets' front office. Facts. Anyway, my favorite offseason move was Antonio Brown to the Oakland Raiders. I believe they had to give up a third and a fifth round pick. 
And I thought about t- picking OBJ, but they had to give up a first rounder. Uh, wait, let me see. Yeah, the Browns had to give up a first rounder Jibreel for Peppers. OBJ. Yep, Jabril Peppers, and the the um, the Raiders had to give up a third and a fifth round pick for Antonio Brown, who's arguably better than OBJ. I mean, that's as good as it gets. Uh, yeah. Mayock made a great pickup. I don't know why the Steelers settled for that. It took a lot of dead cap too, and the Raiders Brown got him on a new contract. Um, I think for three years and about fifty-one million, like thirty million guaranteed, I believe. So that's my favorite move. That's an obvious choice for me. Now I'll go to John. What's your favorite off-season move? Well, my favorite off-season move was, of course, Russell Wilson's contract signing. Mm-hmm. But if we're gonna talk about you know, favorite as in best. Um, I'd have to go with the OBJ to the Browns. Uh, the thing about that is, you know, the Browns had to give up a 17th overall pick in a third round, and as well they had to give away Jabril Peppers. But I mean, that's a trade that's entirely worth it. We've seen Jabril Peppers, a 2016 drafty, didn't live up to the hype, and you know you're giving away two two picks. But that's all worth it for Odell Beckham Jr. And now he's got a five-year, $77 million deal with the Browns. And he's playing along one of his greatest friends. Um, yeah, Landry. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be interested to see that wide receiver duo going on there with mm-hmm. Baker behind Baker behind the center. And, you know, really excited for the Browns right now to see what they can do as they've been a team that struggled to – to just be involved in a winning season and so hopefully they can do that this year all right um so still on off seasons which off season was better the nba or the nfl cooper answer that first well i'm gonna go really just based off of this off season the nba mm-hmm. we kind of transitioned from an nba full of super teams to an nba full of duos Mm-hmm. And for the first time in, like, five years, the Warriors aren't the lock to come out of the West and win the championship. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't win this year, but they were the lock before mm-hmm. the season started. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the Lakers and Clippers, who are just about equal. You can go 50-50 on them. In the East, it's the Clippers and – or not Clippers. 76ers and Bucks. And then once uh, KD comes back, the Nets will be a contender. And then you still can't count out the Warriors. I mean, they still have Curry, two-time MVP. So I think the NBA offseason was better because it kind of changed the way that teams are now, and it'll be very, very competitive next year as it hasn't been, as it's kind of been missing that competitive nature the past couple of years. All right, I'm going with an unpopular opinion with this one. I'm saying the NFL offseason was better. And I'm going to look at this in a purely business perspective. So the NBA... It has a small market crisis, small a divide between small and big market teams. Where you got teams like yeah. from New York, from LA, yeah. uh, what else? Houston. Those teams they all profit because all the stars want to be there, and that's great for the league. Um, everyone wants to see those big teams profit. Everyone wants to see, obviously not the Knicks, but everyone wants to see the Lakers. Everyone wants to see the the Clippers. Everyone wants to see. The, I guess the Nets now. The Warriors. Teams from Brooklyn, yep. I mean, that's not necessarily what I'm talking about right now. Yeah, I know. But everyone wants to see those teams profit. But, I mean, 
but what happens with the small market teams? How how will they ever? I mean, they can build through trades, they can build through the draft, but who's gonna want to stay there? Well, you've got a lot of good young teams in the NBA right now, like the yeah, Hawks. But then those teams, those, the Trey uh, Young, the Hawks, could leave. the Kings. Yeah, but how do you know they're gonna want to leave right now? Giannis has stayed with they the Bucks. They could at the end. That's well, Giannis is special. Giannis is different. But let me let me finish, Cooper. Let me finish. I know this is unpopular. But the NFL, you've got teams from Cleveland, from Oakland. They're profiting. Um, I know that's off of trades, but they want to stay. Because in the NFL, uh, players don't really take their money for granted. They, they all want the same contracts. There are so many more players um, that they just they'll take their money where they can get it. You know, a lot more players, I think, stay are going to stay with their teams through the, throughout their whole careers. Um, you don't see that as much in the NF- NBA. I think team loyalty is um, a big part of the NFL and not really the NBA anymore. Um, but let's look at the offseason for NFL. I mean, you got Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., Le'Veon Bell, all changing teams, and people being... Ex- yeah, I know, I know. This is kind of a hard argument to make because you've got, like, what, like 10 marquee players changing teams in the NBA. But I just thought it was kind of predictable. That's what I'm going for. Okay. Like, the NFL, I had no clue where AB was going. I had no clue OBJ was leaving. Besides the Russell Westbrook and Paul George moves, I pretty much knew that Knew the teams that KD and Kawhi were going to go to. I knew Kyrie. Um, yeah. And also, Woj just breaking those stories so early. Like, that kind of <laughs> before bombs. the deadline. Like, that's kind of... Um, I, I don't like... That That kind of breaks the suspense. And I don't really like that. That's true. And they also need to fix their, like, deadline stuff. Like, tampering is just... There's no widespread. way to prevent it, though. Cause, like, Move the deadline to, like, right after this... Or, like quickly after the season before the draft. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm going with the NFL. What about you, John? Um, I, I'm going to agree with Cooper here and go the NBA was uh. the better and more interesting offseason. I, I can see your argument for which was more predictable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we I think we were a lot of us were shocked to hear Odell Beckham leaving the, uh, the Giants and – you know other other trades happening Antonio Brown going to the Raiders it's it was kind of unexpected in the NFL but that's not it's not that's not to say that the NBA was unentertaining I mean you have you have guys like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving going to the going to the Nets they're going to they're going to tear it up down there uh, Russell Westbrook to the Rockers Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers um, yeah did you say Rockers Don what? Did you say Rockers? It sounded like you said Rockers. But it is the Rockets. Oh, who did I say that for? Um, uh, Russ. Oh, yeah, Russell. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook's going to the Rockets, not the Rockers. I mean, <laughs> actually, I, Rockers sounds more funny. Yeah. I want to say the Rockers from now on. <laughs> Rock on. Rock on. Um, but, yeah, I, there's been a ton of offseason moves going on in the NBA. I mean, there's way too many to count. And even if they're not, they're not as headlining as the top top moves. There, there's still many like J.R. Smith being waived by the Cavs, Seth Curry, uh, from the Trailblazers, Nuggets drafting Bulbul, and even even with the drafts too. 
Um, you see big names going into the league. Um, and I just I just feel that the NBA offseason was overall more entertaining. There was a lot more moves, but it's, it's also, that also made it pretty hard to follow. Um, but you know, it's it's kind of fun when it's yeah when it's hard that, to follow for that. like a, a casual fan like you. You're saying like just a move every minute. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm not a I'm not a really big NBA fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely to someone who is more of a casual fan like me, it's pretty entertaining to see how it ends up because I know you're a big time NBA fan you were just mentioning how it's pretty predictable that's because mm-hmm. you know you basically study the game yep. you're, I had Twitter alerts on for Adrian Wojnarowski at all times yep you're big into the league and mm-hmm. for just people who are casually interested it's 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 more interesting to see what goes down yep well we didn't talk about the drafts at all I mean you got Kyler Murray going into the NFL yeah. Zion Williamson those are two Giant Two names. huge headlines. Yep. So Zion. I just said, just said that. <laughs> Idiot! Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's undoubtable that the futures of both of these leagues are um, very bright because everyone wants to see, like, AB on his new team, OBJ on his new team. Yeah. Everyone wants to see Russ on his new team, PG, Kawhi, KD. Everyone wants to see Zion, Kyler. So the next few seasons are just going to be really fun. Um, you can't really go wrong with that decision. Um, now we'll go back to the NFL. So the NFL Players Top 100 just came out on NFL Network. Um, so who, Cooper, who are your top 10 NFL players for 2019? Number one, I think it's undisputed, Aaron Donald. Yeah, let's go, let's go from 10 to 1. 10 to okay. All right, well, I'll share oh, ten I, I did not rank my players. You didn't rank them. No, you just I okay. Know. I just well, you, you can do that on the fly if you want. Okay, right. but Cooper, from ten to one, what do you think? Ten was a hard choice for me. I think there's a couple of players that you can choose from. I think Keekly. Uh, I think Keekly's up there. Um, my number ten player is Barkley. I think he's the best running back in the league currently, mm-hmm. and obviously he has the talent to be higher, but one big thing that I think the players need to be able to do uh, to be higher ranked is to be able to contribute and like impact their team into W's but I just don't think that he can really help the Giants all that much but if he does and if he proves me wrong then he'll jump way up but I just don't think he has that much of an impact compared to other players on this list so I'm going to go Barkley at 10 mm-hmm. Are we going... Do you want to go? Everyone says they're ten. Yeah, everyone or? says everyone's those ten, 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 nine. Yeah. All right, yeah. sounds good. Yeah. All, right. All right, I went with Alvin Kamara for this one. I thought yeah. I definitely wanted to get. This is my only running back in my top ten, and I wanted to get one in. I thought about Saquon. I just want him to prove it a little bit more. And as Cooper said, uh, I would like to see the Giants win more with yeah. him. Uh, winning is a big part of how good a player is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also thought about Todd Gurley, but I just don't he, – he might miss part of the season, and just injuries have plagued his career so far. So I'm going with Alvin Kamara. He does it all for the Saints. The Saints are a great team, and he'll get all of the snaps with Mark Ingram, and he's just an all-around electric player, and I think he's one of the best running backs in the league. Very true. Yeah. Uh, well, for my number 10 – I, I gave a shout out to the tight ends. Uh, excuse me, Ooh. I put Zach Ertz at number ten. And wait, is Travis Kelsey in your top ten? No, he's not. 
I put, put Zach yep, Ertz over, Zach Travis, Ertz over Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. I wow. Mean, Zach Ertz had no doubt a really good season, especially for a tight end. I mean, he had 116 receptions, first in the league, 1,163 all-purpose yards or re- receiving yards. That was first. Almost 300 more yards than Travis Kelsey, in fact. Um, eight no, no, no. Wait, yeah, wait, 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 yes. wait. Almost 300 more than yeah. Travis Kelsey. You're saying Travis Kelsey had 800 yards? No, I'm saying. Travis wait, I'm sorry. How many did you say Zach Ertz had? 1,163. And then you said you're saying that that's 300 more than Travis Kelsey. I think I did. I, th- I, think, I think I think that's wrong. I'm gonna fact check that now. Because I'm almost sure that he led the league for tight ends in receiving yards. I think George Kittle did. No. Oh, George. that's right. Yeah, George Kittle did actually. Yeah, yeah. Travis Kelsey broke the record at th- 13. 136 oh, receiving well my, yards, my and then George, George Kittle, Kittle broke, broke it right the after. Game after. Wow. So, John, that's not true. Okay, get fact checked. <laughs> I, I I don't know what happened. I was looking at I was looking at stats for players, and I just I just I guess I just messed. It Zach Ertz has under had a lot of receiving yards. We'll say that. But keep going. All right. Um. So besides that little screw up there, he he also had um you know eight touchdowns, third best. 70, he was averaging 72.7 yards per game. Um, and, you know, for a tight end, that's that's really all you need. You Tight ends aren't really like receivers. They're not relied on as much as receivers are. But, you know, it's definitely, definitely a plus if you have a really good tight end, especially one like Zach Ertz, mm-hmm. to lead your team. I mean, I know no one's Rob Gronkowski, but, you know, I think Zach yeah. Ertz has the potential to almost be as good. Um, but, yeah, I just... He was ranked top ten for me, and I feel that he deserves it. So, I think Travis Kelsey is better. But let's go to Cooper at number nine. Uh, at number nine, I have Drew Brees. I know That's he was low ranked. For Drew Brees. Well, what was he ranked? Number three, was, yeah, number four. I believe so. He was pretty high in this. Oh yeah, no, he was number four. Khalil Mack was three. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Anyways, he was ranked pretty high this year in the NFL top 100. He got. He started the season off on fire with 300 yards and like three touchdowns every game but he after the Cowboys game he kind of started to slow down I don't think he'll be the first 10 weeks Drew Brees guy we saw and if we do I don't think he will be I don't think he will be uh that Drew Brees for the whole season I think he's going to take a little bit a little step backwards not extreme but I don't think he'll be the same player he was weeks like one through ten. Yeah. Okay. I'm going Julio Jones at number nine. He's just a man child. Um, he. No, that's Bob Sponge Pants Square. <laughs> he is a man child. <laughs> I agree with that, but Julio Jones is too. He, I think he had like 300 yards in one game. He just, he has all the physical tools for a top running back. Uh, I mean, I said I meant wide receiver, not running back. Cooper's distracting me a little bit, but Jones is just the prototype for what you want for he a receiver. Is, yeah. he, is he has beast. size, speed. He can catch anything, and he's my obvious number nine choice. All right. What about you, John? Uh, for number nine, for me, I put I put JJ Watt actually. Um, JJ Watt. He this was his first season in three years where he played all sixteen games. I know last year he had the devastating leg injury against the Chiefs. The year before he had to undergo back surgery. So I felt that this year, coming off those two injuries, uh, pretty impressive what he did. He put up sixty-one tackles and sixteen sacks. I mean that's only 
uh, 4.5 sacks. All right, and knowing knowing the explosive player that Aaron Donald is, uh, for J.J. Watt to make a comeback like that and be only a few sacks behind Aaron Donald, that's that's pretty impressive stuff. Um, not to mention he also had seven forced fumbles this year off tackles. That's the first best for any defensive end or defensive lineman. Um, you know, that's also incredibly impressive as he's such a strong, powerful player. Getting those seven forced fumbles this year, just very impressive to see what he can do. Um, and, you know, that's I just feel J.J. Watt earned his number nine spot, especially after coming off those two previous injuries. Um, you know, I, I feel he deserves it. All right, number eight, Cooper, who do you have there? Uh, oh, my number eight player on. is Tom Brady. Oh, come on. Oh. It's going into Go this ahead. season and based off of last season, let's not act like he was a ter- like he was terrific. But he's Tom Brady. He's Tom Brady. Oh, he has a name. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh. okay, he doesn't have the weapon. He doesn't have Rob like he did last year. Yes, he has. He still has Edelman. Yeah, he still has all the running backs like James White and Tony Michelle who are good in the backfield. Mm. But I think he's going to take a step back because he is getting older. And last year we saw a decline from the Brady that we're used to seeing with the 30 touchdowns. I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. It's facts. All right, number eight, I have Vaughn Miller. Trash! (laughs) Okay, where's Vaughn Miller on yours? He's not top ten. He's not top ten? For me, that's same for me too. Really? Yep. Wow, that's... He got That's lucky tragic. to make the top ten this year. That really? Yeah, very. I, yeah, I kind of disagreed with that. I think you're wrong. He had 14 and a half sacks last year, um, working in a Bronco system. That's not that great. He's just again. I said before that winning is a big difference, but Von Miller is just a beast. He creates his own defense. Super Bowl MVP. Um, just a class act. He deserves to be in the top ten, in my opinion, and at number eight. What do you have, John? Um, at number eight, I put Drew Brees. So I'm uh, I'm going with uh, Cooper. Where'd you put? Where'd you put him? Number nine, right? Yeah. Went to number nine. Yeah. I'm, I'm going Drew Brees, number eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Brees. You know, he broke he broke a record this year: seventy four thousand four hundred thirty seven passing yards, surpassing Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's thirty nine years old, or he was thirty nine years old this past season. That's pretty impressive. Considering his age, and he's still going strong. You know, they made Saints made it to the, all the way to the AFC Championship round, but you know they they lost it to, um, on that call. Yeah, uh, yeah, very. That call could have gone. I mean, it it could have gone either way. It should have gone the Saints way. It should have, but you know, refs can't see every, everything. But that's, I mean, that's that's past us now. Uh, but yeah, one fifteen point seven passer rating, best in the league this year, and he's not not to mention his age. He just broke a record too, and I mean, such such a humble guy as well. I mean, if you you know, there was a video earlier this season of the game. He broke the record. He silenced everyone in the locker room, gave shout outs to I mean the staff too, mentioned their names, and just thanked all his teammates. He was there, so he's just very such a class act. Um, someone yep. everyone should try and see the light in and look up to. All right, Cooper, what do you got number seven? Number seven, DeAndre Hopkins. I think he got disrespected this year, not being in the top ten. He was? Oh, jeez. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree. agree. Yes. Yeah, number seven, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, 
he's arguably the best receiver in the league. He doesn't drop anything. You know, I'm going to do this one with you since I have DeAndre Hopkins okay. at number seven as well. Right. Oh. I saw some – do you have him at number seven? No, not number seven. All right. Well, then I saw some crazy stat that he did not drop a pass in yeah. last season. Like, yeah. How is that not top ten? That's in the NFL? Larry Fitzgerald. How is type to the players of the NFL? How is that not top ten? Yeah, like and not to mention he was top five in receiving yards as well. Mm-hmm. Top yeah. five in touchdowns. Yeah. That was one thing that Julio really lacked. That kind of brought him back a little bit, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But he does it all around. He's yep. a deep threat, and no one can cover him. All right, who do you got for number seven, John? Uh, for number seven, I put my boy Bobby Wagner in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Wagner. I don't I don't know. Arguably, I don't think arguably. I think he's definitely the best inside linebacker in the league right now. I mean, last season he had 138 combined tackle, tackles, fourth overall. He had he had one interception, but that was for 98 yards to the house. Um, considering his size, you know, 6 foot 240, he's a big dude and for him to run 98 yards all the way downfield just completely outrun everybody. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um and you know he bring he just very explosive, very lively in the Legion of Boom. Uh, one of the only members left just got the contract extension, and not to mention 99 overall in Madden 20. What? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, one of only the one of the four players so far. I know there's uh, 99 overall released every other every week, right? Maybe. Yeah. The, no, all four are out now. All four are out. Okay, yep. I, th- I thought it was every week. How was Hawkins a ninety-nine overall, and he's not in the top? Yeah, that, that doesn't that make confused any sense. that confused me very yeah. much. So you know, I don't think not. Wagner was either. Yeah, he was no. Fifth? He was um, I think it was sixteen. No, fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, so I know around that. there, around there. But yeah, I definitely think he got disrespected as well, not being in the top ten. Him and DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I can't believe they did not receive the top no. ten. Crazy stuff. Yep. All right, Cooper, who do you got number six? Uh, at number six, I have Julio. At number six, I have Julio Jones coming in. I think that Falcons' offense is due for a big season. 2016, they were statistically one of the best offenses ever. Offenses ever. Mm-hmm. They had Devontae Freeman coming back. Matt Ryan is coming off of an insane year. Yeah. Uh, Julio is also just a Talk about Julio, nature. Cooper. Talk about yeah, Julio. I'm sa- yeah, I'm saying with the whole offense coming back, Yeah. the running game, it'll make them respect it more. Or respect the passing game more. Mm-hmm. Julio's a freak of nature. He led the league this year in receiving yards. He's led the league at every, almost every year. He had what eighteen hundred yards a couple years ago. He's the best receiver in the league. All right, my number six is Drew Brees. A bit higher than you guys had him. Oh uh, my God, you mean Drew Brees at nine and same? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, okay, you're right, but still. He, his completion percentage was around 70 all year, 70% all year, I should say. Uh, as John said, he broke that record. Um, just an all-time talent. Um, I think I respect that more than Cooper does, having Breeze and Brady that low. Um, yeah, I definitely do. Mm-hmm. If they're all-time talents like that, then I'm going to have them in my top 10. And Drew Breeze definitely deserves it. And he's also a class act. That's said. right, yep. No Fully doubt. deserving. John, who do you have at number six? Number six, I'm going with Cooper here and also putting Julio down. You know, the guy is just incredible. 1,677 yards this season, first in the league, um, averaging 104.8 yards per game. You know, 11 touchdowns and, you know, 
that's fourth best in the league out of wide receivers. And considering the seven and nine record that Atlanta had this year, I mean he just went off. And not to mention his size, just big big guy. He can catch, he can run, and I just feel he deserves to be at the number seven spot. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Cooper, you got number five. Coming in at number five, I have oh, Andrew Lux, six. my MVP yep. pick. He, he might not have the stats that Drew Brees will or Pat Mahomes will, mm-hmm. but he's going to tear up the field. He's going to have good stats, and one of the main reasons why I'm putting him this high is he's going to be a big contributor to why they're winning games. I think they'll be the number one seed in the AFC, mm-hmm. and he's going to be the main reason as to why that's happening. I yep. think Andrew Luck is coming at number five. He's still underrated at this point. Mm-hmm. All right, I have Khalil Mack coming in at number five, part of the 99 club. I think he was like number three in the player's edition. And he still had less sacks than Von Miller, and you guys yeah. still have him there. But I'm going to leave that out because Khalil Mack. all-around player. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Khalil Mack just forces fumbles. Um, like no, like nobody's business. Um, I mean, besides Aaron Donald, he's the most dominant defensive player in the league. John, who do you have at number five? Uh, number five, I put Todd Gurley. Uh, okay. This is the last of my running backs here. Um, you know, Todd Gurley definitely had a season this year, 1,251 yards, third best in the league, and not to mention his 17 touchdowns this year, no one even close to that. Um, and th- despite all those facts, he had zero fumbles. I mean, to have have good have stats as good as that and not even drop the ball once, that's pretty impressive. Um, and so, yeah, definitely one of the powerhouse running backs. He's fast and he's... He can truck you like nothing, and I just feel he deserves to be the number five spot, being the top mm-hmm. ten. All right, number four, Cooper. Number four, Khalil Mack. All right. Second best defensive player in the league. Uh, Miller might be a slightly better pass rusher, but all around, Khalil Mack is just a better player. He racks up more tackles. He has more forced fumbles. He just has a bigger impact on the defensive side, and I think – that's why he deserves to be number four. Number four, I got Aaron Rodgers. Um, he's also an all-time talent. He didn't put up the numbers we're used to seeing last year, but that's Definitely because, not, yeah. yeah, the whole Packers team was just kind of not Black great. But Aaron, Mr. yep, A-Rod will always be talented, will always be a top ten player in this league, and that was an obvious choice for me. What do you got, John? Uh, so I actually had Aaron Rodgers the number four spot as, as well as, as well, but I decided he wasn't good enough to make the list after moments of thought, so instead I put DeAndre Hopkins on. Um, uh, once again, definitely feel that he did not, the fact he didn't make the top 10 very unfair. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is just insane. I mean, he had 1,572 yards, second best in the league behind Julio, 11 touchdowns as well, second best, 98.2 yards per game. Um, I mean, that's those are some pretty decent statistics right there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, not to mention he's just a phenomenal wide receiver. And, you know, I just definitely think he should be within the top ten. And that's why I put him at number five. All right. Third, Cooper. Or four. Fourth. Yes. I always get these mixed up. Yeah. Uh, number three, I have A-Rod. He didn't have a great season last year. But coming into this year, he has Devontae Adams, uh, an extremely good receiver borderline top five in my opinion yep um Aaron Jones is the most underrated running back in the league he'll yep. help he'll help respect the passing game more mm-hmm. uh 
they also have underrated receivers in Allison and Equinemius St. Brown, so I think he has all the pieces this year to do it. And with a new... I'm sorry, Kegel. I don't know why you're analyzing his weapons. Like, you got to analyze... Because with, more, cause with some, more weapons yes, this, this year, isn't about, it'll make him this better. Isn't a fan, this isn't true fantasy, dude. True, I know. This what, is their what I'm talent, saying, their yeah. base talent. It doesn't matter what he has. Like, I could pick... I would yeah, pick Aaron Rodgers for my top ten if he didn't have Devonta Adams. Like, if he had... Yeah, but I'm if also Equinemius saying with the Saint more Brown weapons that they have, receiver, then they're going back. Then it'll help him improve his stats and it'll help him win more games. Yeah, but with stats more isn't talent. Yeah, I said win more games. That rep, that goes into talent. All right, fine, fine. I don't agree with it, but you do you. True or false? You do you. Just saying, Are he you? is an all-time great quarterback as well. Yeah. All right, I have Tom Brady at number three. He's Mediocre. the goat. Ah, uh, but Cooper, it's about winning. As a Rod has a better talent. He, if you want to win, if you want to win a game, the quarterback that you choose is Tom Brady. Nobody I else. Take Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady. If I want to win a game, then maybe we'll carry that over to well, another podcast because I will have a full-on debate with you about that. Bill Belichick but as a head coach. Tom Brady is my pick at number three. What about you, John? I'm going with Tom Brady as well at number three. Can you explain. Yes, I, I can. just I did, and John will too. I will too. Right now, I'm, Tom Brady was—I mean, he's freaking forty-one years old. Um, and he's still in the league, making big throws, and not to mention he just came off Super Bowl-winning season, and you know he's just absolute powerhouse. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in terms of his arm and just his playmaking abilities. Um, excuse me, please shut up. Yep, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, it's 375 completions this, this year, um, 85 completions in the postseason, definitely dominated in the postseason, um, but, you know, that's that's also Tom Brady, so... Six-time Super Bowl champ, Cooper! Get out of here! Cool. All right. Number two. <laughs> well, I think everyone's top two should be the same, like... I, well, I, all right, let's go. Let's see, yeah. so hopefully Pat it is. Pat Mahomes. Number two. Yep. Best quarterback in the league. He can yep. make those. No one else can. Yep. Tyree Kill. Mm-hmm. Make him better. Yeah. All right. Yep. And they're going to be a top seed in the AFC. Yep. I got Aaron Donald at number two. Um, okay. There, there definitely is an argument that can be made that Aaron Donald should be number one. He was number one in the players' edition. Um, he does nothing. He does... He does stuff no other defensive tackle can. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is just my number one. But we'll get to that later. John, who do you have number two? Number two, I have Aaron Donald as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20.5 total sacks this year, most in the league. And, you know, 59 tackles combined. Mm-hmm. Only two behind J.J. Watt. Also, Not to mention his Super Bowl appearance, um, which they lost to the Patriots, but hey, it's still a Super Bowl appearance, and I mean, only two teams get to have that, get to have that in in one season. And he's also 99 overall in Madden, so that definitely helps. Defensive Player of the Year, um, he just absolutely absolutely deserves it um, for what he's done to the season, just exploding the line. Yep. All right, Cooper, who do you got? Number Aaron one. Donald. Yep. Twenty and a half sacks as a defensive tackle is insane. Yeah. He has the I agree. biggest I agree. impact out of any player in the league, and that's including quarterbacks. Yeah. Without Aaron Donald, that wouldn't be a top ten defense. Alright. Uh Cooper's argument is valid, but 
I have Patrick Mahomes at number one because if anyone in the next 15 years is going to take over Tom Brady's uh, GOAT title, then it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Like, first full season yeah, at, with a starting job and you get 50 passing touchdowns. I mean, imagine yep. the ceiling. I mean, if anyone's going to get 70 passing touchdowns, if anyone's going to get to 6,000 passing yards, it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they're going to lean on the pass more. It's just talent that we've never seen before. And so is Aaron Donald. That's true. But Aaron Donald's going to be the greatest defensive tackle ever. Yeah. We, yeah, that's, 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 awesome. that's a given. But I think Mahomes just has such a high ceiling. Who knows what he can do. Uh, only he does, and we'll get to see it this year. John, I'm assuming you have Mahomes as well. Russell Wilson. No, you're... What? Yes, I'm kidding. Okay, oh thank God. Thank God. Uh, yeah, no, I put Patrick Mahomes as well. I mean, he just totally, completely deserves it. Uh, like Sam said, first season as a starter and played all 16 games and just went off, absolutely went off. 50 passing touchdowns, I mean, that's insane. That's the best ever pretty much. And, you know, 5,097 yards, that's only – 1,903 yards away from 6,000, which he is totally capable of breaking in the seasons to come. And not to mention, he's the MVP this year and made it to the AFC Championship as a second year. And for guys to do that, that's just, that's crazy, you know, especially where he came from. Mark Sanchez made it to the AFC Championship. We're not talking about Mark Sanchez right now. (laughs) We're talking about Patrick Mahomes. Sophomore year. (laughs) Nope, it's Patrick Uh, Mahomes. Number one. All right, I think I better end this podcast and wrap it up before Cooper gets too salty. I'm not salty. Uh, I'm just saying. Mark you sound, you sound pretty too. salty. Um, but anyway, thank you guys for listening. Oh, uh, thank you, Cooper. Thank you, John, for coming. As Very always, visit my blog at americansports.blog and follow me on Twitter at americansportsn. Just thank you for listening. It means a lot. Stay tuned for our next podcast.